All right, everybody. Ready for some word today? Uh, Let's take a moment before we get into it and pray. Father, thanks so much today for your goodness. Thanks for your spirit in our lives, for your faithfulness toward us. We believe that you're at work in us, both to will and to do of your good pleasure. Thank you, Lord, that you're transforming us through the renewing of our minds today. We may walk in your best. We may walk in your fullness, your highest blessing. Thank you for increase now in every life, understanding and revelation today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, everybody, we started a series a few weeks ago called Faith for Finances. And so let's get into some more of this today. Amen. And uh, I trust you come in faith, believing, uh, not just for finances, but for understanding. Uh, how many understand money is kind of a byproduct of, of, of thinking right and believing right and, and having our approach to God uh, in the proper place? And, and so as we come together today, uh, look for the Lord to speak to you. Look for the Lord to reveal something to you, to talk to you. Uh, it may come out of my mouth, it may not, but uh, let's make sure we uh, use our time together uh, in the presence of the Lord with the Spirit of God here and make it valuable, make it, uh, make it effectual in our lives. Okay? All right. We've been talking, like I said, about faith for finances. And in order for us to operate in this, it's uh, imperative that we know, first of all, that God can get any amount of money to you today. It's not outside of his reach or outside of his ability to fix any financial lack or or circumstance. He can get any sum of money to you today. Do you know that God is capable, that he's able to move in any circumstance and situation? He absolutely is. Secondly, it's important for us to, to know that God has already, by his grace, made provision for every one of our lives uh, from birth to death. There is no lack. He already looked out ahead into your life to know everything that you would need, and He made sure there was enough. Amen. I'm not really concerned about the planet running dry of resources, natural resources. Why? Because the Lord is the provider. He saw before human race was created, uh, he saw what they would need. We're never going to do without. We are never, ever going to do without. Amen. And for your life as a, and your family, you're not going to do without if you look to the one who provides. It's, it's by taking your faith and pointing it in the right direction so that you can receive the things that have been made available to you by his grace. Okay, now listen, positionally, every single one of us have already been made rich in Christ. This is our right as children of God. It's our inheritance in Him. Every single one of us have been made that. Watch, it was done to us. It was not something we did for ourselves. We earned or pulled ourselves up to that place. The moment you made Jesus the Lord of your life, certain things were given to you as a child of God. And the provision for your life is one of those things. 
All right. This, you know what that means? That means it doesn't go away because I fail in some way. It doesn't get taken from me because I had wrong thoughts today or because I treated someone wrong or because I made financial mistakes in life. Everybody listening? Now, that may have hurt you temporarily. May have caused you some financial headaches. All right. However, it didn't take away my position in Christ, which says that in Him I've been given fullness. I've been made rich. And that's not just love, joy, and peace. That's natural stuff if you read the context of those verses. Okay? All this has been done for us independent of our goodness, independent of our righteousness, our own personal righteousness. Uh, It's been given to us by His grace. So thank God uh, we're all set. (laughs) There's not a person in here who's disqualified. There's not a person in here who's blown it so much that, dude, you are just going to be poor. Just learn to live with it. You are just going to scrape through life, and thank God someday you'll have, you know, maybe an apartment in heaven. (laughs) Maybe a double wide. I don't know. But in a nice part of heaven. No, no, not only is heaven set up for our, for our, uh, uh, you know, blessing beyond our wildest dreams, God has made provision for your life here today. Now, don't take my joking around about double wives and apartments as some kind of personal rebuke. That may be a blessing uh, in your life. Did I mess that up? All right, okay, good. (laughs) What has been given to all of us by the grace of God must be received in our lives by faith. We must know what He's done. We must know what He's given so that we can walk in it. When we know and acknowledge that He has done this for us and this is what He wants, the only step remaining is looking for His leadings because He will lead us into what He has provided. What He's made available through the cross of Jesus, what He's done in in His great mercy and grace, He now is working with us, both in our thinking and in what we do, to move us into what what He's made available to us. Everybody see that? If I don't believe that, that God can do it, or I don't believe that by His grace He has made it available, I'm not going to be looking for His leadings. I'm going to be sitting back waiting, hoping that he'll do something or looking for some other solution. But if I know he has, then I know he's faithful. I'm looking for his direction every day of my life. If I'm not, if I don't know that he'll do this, I'm going to worry. I'm going to fear. I'm going to fret. I'm going to have anxiety concerning finances, especially now. If I'm in a tough situation, if I've lost a job or if there's threats of layoff or, or my business, my company has gone down or my investments have gone down, that, that's when I'm going to get, oh, yikes, what in the world am I going to do? But if I know who He is, what He's provided, and that He's leading me, then all I have to do, not fear, not worry, just look to find out where I'm supposed to go next, what I'm supposed to do next. Look for that leading, that direction of the Lord, that again, because He loves me, And because of His grace, it's always going to be there. There is not a person who looks to Him and He looks away. When you call upon Him, the Bible said, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be 
saved. If the Lord will redeem your life from destruction, I tell you what, He's not turning His eye away concerning your power bill. Amen. Or something that even might be of greater magnitude to us. It's all small with Him. Look in your Bible with me today at 1 Kings chapter 17. See, if I don't know that the Lord is leading me into a place of provision, then I'm going to question the necessity to do what He prompts me to do, whether it's giving, whether it's serving, whether it's doing something. I'm going to let my mind take over in life. And it will lead me only to a very natural life. And if I'm just going to live a natural life the same as my neighbor who doesn't know God, then we shouldn't even, we should skip over these kind of verses. All right? And just say, well, God's just, it's all about forgiveness in heaven. That's the only thing he relates to. But I found from the Word that he deals with all areas of our lives. There's nothing left out. There's nothing I say that's, that's not included. No, he's all-inclusive in the sense of your whole life. In... 1 Kings 17. Let's go ahead and begin reading over here in verse 1. We'll read about Elijah. It says, And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, uh, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Ahab was king. He was a bad king. He was a bad dude. Then verse 2, Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here, and turn eastward, and hide by the brook Cherith, which follows or which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. Everybody say there. there. Where, where did he command the ravens to feed him? There, there at the brook. At, at, at the at the brook Cherith, that's where he told him. It says in verse 5, So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. Uh, for he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and, the, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. All right? So, so the Lord told him where to go, and that place where he told him was the place where his provision would be. I want you to notice this principle because this is how the Lord works in our lives and works continually. Um, uh, well, He works continually with people this way. Notice that God typically does not give people the whole picture. He's a God who is pleased with faith. And part of that is I obey based on what I know to do not on what I don't know about what I'm supposed to do. Like when the Lord led us to start the church, I didn't see everything. I didn't know everything, how it was going to work out. and how. I, there, most things I didn't know <laughs> as far as things that I wanted to know, how to do this and, and, and how it's all going to come together and where to go. I just knew, take the first step. I just knew, Get in town. <laughs> I just knew, start a church. You know, Lord, do you have a manual? Yeah, <laughs> anything. But what the Lord is pleased with is 
faith. And that's called he'll give you one step and he won't show you step two, three, and four until after you take step one. I want to see one through ten, but I'm not going to sit in that zero, see the whole thing. And I could pray night and day and I could fast and cry out and, and, uh, and, and, and do everything I know to do, but I'm still not going to see step two through ten until I take step one. That's just the way the Lord is. So I don't want him to be that way. Well, well, well he is the way he is. And, and thank God he's good and he loves us. And so the re- there's a reason for him being that way. Sometimes he doesn't show you things down the road because it might hinder you. Hmm? <laughs> but you might remember over in the book of Acts in the ninth chapter, it's when Saul of Tarsus had his encounter with the Lord on the road to Damascus. And the bright shining light and the voice from heaven, he fell to the ground and the Lord talked to him. And But one of the things he said to him, he said, uh, well, Saul said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Saul said that to the Lord. And the Lord said back to him, he said, I want you to go into the city and there it will be told you what to do. Well, that's interesting. If you're like me, you might think, well, Lord, we're like, I'm here right now, and this is like supernatural. This is a vision. This is a, a revelation. You're talking to me. While we're talking, why don't you just tell me what you're going to tell me, but tell me now. Save a meeting, you know. <laughs> Save time. We, we're, you know, we're busy. and <laughs> Right? Why didn't the Lord just give him the whole thing? He didn't want to. That's not the way he works. He wanted Saul to obey, take that step of faith, and do what he told him to do, and go into the city. What if I don't want to go into the city? Then you won't be told what the next step is, period. Well, what if I speak the word? I say those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. We'll not be shown the next thing until we do what the Lord has given us to do now. That's just the way these things work. It was true with Abraham, with uh, was it true with? Well, it was true with Abraham. <laughs> Wasn't meaning to say that, but it was true with him. And in the story we told a couple weeks ago, it's true with Elijah. It's true. It was true with Paul. It's true with you. He will deal with you incrementally, and taking those steps of faith will open up the next door. Will open up the next degree of understanding, so that you'll have more information. Go back to Elijah now. Notice the Lord didn't send the provision to where Elijah was. He sent the provision to where he was going or where he was supposed to be, where he was sending him, right? And so many times we want, we want to sit back and say, Lord, bring it. Well, what if, they, what if you're not in the right place? The Lord's faithful. He can do it. The Lord's faithful in His grace. He's already made provision. The only thing left is He leads us to it. And so my life can't be one of sitting back waiting for it to come. I've got to go to where I'm supposed to go. It's kind of like a quarterback. Quarterback doesn't throw the football to where the receiver is. Does he? No, because how many know when the football gets there, the receiver won't be there anymore. There might be a different kind of receiver there. (laughs) Safety, right? Uh, What does he do? He throws the football to where the receiver is going to be. They have plans, they have, they have routes they run, they have timing patterns, all this stuff. And, and so they throw it to where they're supposed to be. That's similar to how the Lord 
provides for us. He makes provision and says, go there. And he steps back, right, and throws, and we turn, and there it is. There's the provision. But if I sit back and say, well, why would I go over there? Lord, you've got the ball. Just Can we just hand off? <laughs> I don't understand why I need to go over there. Well, in our quest to see the whole thing before we understand why it has to be that way, we'll sit and do without. Not because the Lord's not faithful, not because He was not faithful to provide, but because we were not responsive to His leading. And uh, each of us really has a place that we might call there. There is where Elijah was sent. There is where the blessing of, blessings of the Lord are waiting for us. And again, the Lord never fails to provide, but people often fail to receive because they're not there. Amen. Amen. Now let's read the next verse here. It says in verse 7, And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Now what do you do if you are there where the Lord wants you to be and your provision is there, but after a little while it's not there anymore? The brook dries up. There's nothing there. What do you do? Do you leave? No, I don't just leave. I know the Lord is faithful. The brook dries up. I'm not drying up. I belong to Him. I'm His very own child. He bought and paid for me with the blood of Jesus. He's not going to let me live my life halfway and then I run out. Then all of a sudden I'm on my own. All of a sudden there's no more provision for me. If the brook dries up, I know. Oh, good. God's about to provide my need another way. His provision is about to, something's going to happen. Well, either the brook's going to fill up again, or maybe I'm leaving, but the, the correct response is this. Not, oh, man, what am I going to do? <sighs> Junk. They're totally laying off brooks. and uh, <laughs> You know, I mean, I don't know what, what's going to happen here. Uh, no. Brook dried up. Okay, good. God's got a plan here. You know He does. Don't stop for a moment and let your thoughts go to, we're in trouble. You're never in trouble if you're following the Lord. You're never out in a place where things can't be fixed. Ever. He is Almighty God and He loves us. So what do we do? Here's what we do. We look up. If something dries up, I look up. Because I know the Lord's about to talk to me. I know the Lord's about to speak. I know the Lord's about to reveal something to me. Because He's not letting me go under. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Look at verse 7. Well, we, said, we gave you verse 7. It dried up. Verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to him. Surprise, surprise. God didn't let you down. He never will. Come on now. Let's always look to Him. Then the word of the Lord came. He said, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, dwell where? There. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. And so God sent him there, and his needs were met, but then there dried up. So he looked up, and the word of the Lord came back, and he sent him there, to a new there. 
to a new place. And God made provision in that place. Let me take a, uh, a moment and say this. Never, ever should we underestimate the importance of anything the Lord prompts in our hearts to do, leads us to do. Oftentimes, we will dismiss certain things at see, uh, saying or considering to them to be unimportant because they're not, in our minds, directly related to what we need. I have a need, and it's in here. And so if the Lord talks to me about something that's not in here, well, it's not like I'm being rebellious or something. I just, I'll get to that. I mean, I'll get to that later, but Lord, this is what I need. This is what I need to hear from you. And so I'm only open to receiving stuff that immediately has a direct connection to my life. In this case, it might be get a job, go apply for a job at this company, invest in this particular company or business or uh, something. You know what I'm saying? It has something that has a direct connection to what I believe my need is. Anything else is unrelated. I'll get to that later. That's a, that's, that's a wrong approach. God in His wisdom knows many different avenues and ways to work things out in us. And it may be so simple. It may be that, uh, that someone is, is, is uh, seeking God financially uh, for increase. And they've got it on their heart to become an usher at church. And they think, well, that really doesn't have anything to do. It's not like I get paid for that. Uh, that really doesn't have anything to do with what I'm seeking the Lord for, what I have need of. So, yes, I'm going to get to that. But right now, Lord, I'm really looking, I'm really needing something kind of in here. Know what I'm saying? And so sometimes people dismiss something they see as unrelated. But I'm telling you, with the Lord, nothing's unrelated. If the Lord says, I want you to pray for someone for five minutes, it's relevant to your life. It might seem like going to a brook, the brook Cherith. Well, I've been to the brook Cherith. It's not so impressive. And Lord, why would you want me to go there? I mean, if really, if this is going to happen with ravens, they fly. They can get here, Right? It doesn't make any sense, and we logically figure out that the Lord doesn't know what He's talking about. That if He wants someone to become an usher, that has nothing to do with their, with their needs being met. Not true. You don't know the connections the Lord wants you to make. You don't know the ways He wants to get things to you. Amen. Amen. It's just like sometimes with an offering. The Lord may deal with someone to give an offering when they're, when they're financially lacking. Would he do that? Oh, yeah. He, uh, that's often times what's what's something that he will deal with them about. Amen. I'm not dealing with you about it. I'm saying if the Lord deals with you about it, don't say, "Well, that's not right. I need a job. I don't need to give an offering. I need so and so to pay me the money they owe me." It's all related. Whatever the Lord prompts you to do. Make that the most important thing in your life right now. 
If it's, I feel like I'm supposed to pray a little bit extra, but I need to be out looking for a job. No, you don't need to be out looking for a job if he's dealing with you to pray. I'm t- Listen, I know from from studying and preparing for messages and things, it's, there's times I have spent, in fact, I was, years ago, I thought, well, this would be a good subject. Um, I thought, I, I should, I'm going to study out and prepare a little bit about blessing, the blessing of God. And I remember, I can remember opening my page on my computer to start typing notes and putting scriptures together and I couldn't put anything together I thought all right there's not much here I guess I guess that's not a good subject I don't know not really a message in that I mean I could think of a few scriptures it didn't flow and so I just put it aside and I wasn't going to waste all my time doing that and later it seemed this is a few years ago some of you might remember this but later I had a leading of the Lord to teach on that subject and all of a sudden, everything's opening up. Wow, this bing, 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 things are coming into play that fit together, and it works out to a 10-part series or something. <laughs> when before, I didn't even have one message. <laughs> it's interesting how the Lord can work, though. Uh, there are times when, when, and when I study that it, it takes a while, and I'm preparing and, and to look things up and to get everything laid out. There are other times, it's like I have the whole thing in 10 minutes. It's like, wow, I can totally play golf. <laughs> but it's but watch but it, it's like it's supernatural the way it came to me and not that both ways aren't valid study is of the lord you know but it was just revealed it was so easy i thought yeah i like that that's nice um, what do i why do i say this never underestimate the importance of everything everything you do amen I could stay on that illustration, but, uh, you know, maybe it works. <laughs> Again, there's times when, I, when I'm trying to get something from the Lord, and I'm trying real hard, and it's, it's just hard. And other times, I'm laying in my chair for five minutes, and I just look to the Lord, and boom, boom, boom. And I see it. And then you go work it out and study it out. I tell you what, when things come by the grace of God, they're so much easier than when we do things in ourselves. That's why it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. It's not just me, but it's God who works in me to will and to do of His good pleasure. You see, living by God's ability is so much higher, so much greater than when we just struggle through life. That's why we don't want to, I'll say it for the umpteenth time underestimate any prompting of the lord because by doing one thing you potentially open up a whole new realm for your life you open up a whole new area of financial provision in our subject here or other things that they would never have come available if you hadn't taken that one step all right elijah followed the word of the lord he went to that widow woman Remember what happened there without us reading all the verses? Uh, she was in trouble too because there was a famine in the land. And she was out of food. He goes up there. He said, because uh, the Lord sent him. That was his new there. He needed to go there because there was the place of his provision. He said, can I have some water? She gave him some water. He said, I'd like something to eat too. Uh, she said, I just have a little bit of oil, a little bit of bread, just left for me and my son. We only got one meal left. And he said, can I have some first? 
right? Remember that? And, uh, and then the word of the Lord came to him. She, you know, she gave him this. Word of the Lord came. Uh, he said, your, your oil will not run out. Your bread, your flour will not run out until this famine is over. And she was supernaturally provided as he went there. Understand that when you obey the Lord, when you do, you follow those promptings of the Lord on the inside of you. He's leading you into your provision, but your provision is also going to be someone else's provision. You're going to be, God's going to provide your need, but he's also going to lead you to be a blessing somewhere else where you're going. That's just the way he is. All right. And, and so she was provided for and, uh, and he was provided for because he went there. Whenever you get to where you're supposed to be and do, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, don't stop praying. Because, you, you know, if the brook dries up, you need to hear from God. You need to know what the next step is. And if it is, imme- does, immediately look, look up. Figuratively speaking, we're looking to the Lord because He's faithful to lead us. He'll never let us down and let us just be on our own. You are not going to dry up. Say it out loud. I am not going to dry up. All right, good. Never. Because we're following the leading of the Lord. Now look at 1 Kings 19. In the middle of this, of course, uh, this is the story. Some of you are familiar with it. When Elijah dealt with the prophets of Baal. Remember they had that showdown. And the fire came from heaven to burn up the sacrifice. I mean, he was living large, wasn't he? I mean, if anyone should be confident. If anyone should be, uh, uh, you know, bold in their actions. You think, Elijah, I just called fire from heaven. Got any questions? And uh, he, he, he was operating in some stuff, but immediately following that, the rain came, and it was all good, and it, was, it came as a result of his word, his prayer, all right? He's being used mightily of God, but then Jezebel shows up. Remember Jezebel? She's Ahab's wife. That's a bad couple. Uh, birds of a feather and they were husband and wife and he was the king and she starts uh, saying some things about Elijah that she's going to ruin his life and take him out and uh, and what does he do he runs all of a sudden he's afraid of Jezebel and he flees and he goes a day's journey he just uh, gets in fear and that's usually when people miss it something happens someone says something something dries up and it's <gasps> what are we going to do what am i going to do and we get back in the flesh and we leave there don't leave there you stay there why because there's where the provision is too many times people get upset their cart is rocked by too many things in life it's people it's circumstances and they leave the place where they're supposed to be amen there is where god's provision is 1 Kings 19.9, it says, and, and there he went, in, he went into a cave and spent the night in that place, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him. By the way, this is God's grace again. If you get out of there, if you leave there, God still loves you. He's, he's not, you're not out on your own. God still loves you. He's still going to talk to you. Look to him. No matter what's happened, no matter what mistakes you've made, even if you've run in fear from a... A wicked queen. The word of the Lord came to him and said to him, What are you doing? Here. <laughs> you see what the Lord said? What are you doing here, Elijah? Where was he supposed to be? He, but yet he's... He's not supposed to be here. He was supposed to be there, but he left there and came here, and here was not where he was supposed to be. Amen. 
But thank God God is faithful. He'll still talk to you when you're here. Wherever here is, if you left there, there is the place of your provision. Where is there? Well, it could be different for all of us. Isn't that right? We're not just talking necessarily about physical locality in our discussion here. You might not have to move to a different city, (laughs) uh, move to a different state to be there. If the Lord tells you to, then that's there for you. All right? But uh, that's not necessarily the case. But it can be different for all of us. In fact, it is. There are things that He wants us to do and, and, and places He wants us to be. And there is the place of our provision. Don't let anyone scare you away from that place. Don't let any offense. Don't let any anger. Don't let any hurt. Don't let any, any uh, lack of something take you away from there. Because there's where God's providing your need. Amen. Now go to Psalm 37. Let's finish up with a couple scriptures here. Psalm 37. The Lord is working with you to get you into a place where you can receive and walk in grace for finances. He's working with all of us. In His love and His mercy, He's working with you. You're not out of the... No no one's out of this equation. He is leading you. If you're wealthy and doing fine financially, I'm telling you, He still wants to be involved and lead you into increase, lead you into abundance. Psalm 37 and verse 23, it says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and He delights in His way. The steps of a what? A good man. That would include a good woman. Say, well, that ruins it for me there because it used the word good. (laughs) Well, uh, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. And so your goodness is found in Christ and not in you. All right? So if you've been bad, (laughs) you're still good in him. So you qualify for this. What? That the Lord orders your steps. Where does he order them? Where does he guide them? There. There. What's that? The place of your provision. That's where the Lord... The Lord doesn't for a moment... He's not going to lead me into a place of lack. He's not going to lead me into a place where I don't have enough, into a scarce place. Why would he do that? doesn't make any sense. He's the provider, so he sees ahead, makes provision, and then tells me to go over there. Can you see that's not only just wrong it's cruel (laughs) and that's not the way the lord deals with this at all he leads us say it out loud with me the lord is ordering my steps each and every day he leads me in the way he orders my steps guides me to that place the place of my provision Amen. The Lord's working with every one of us every single day. Look to Him. Believe it. When you wake up in the morning, say, Thank you, Lord. You order my steps today. I believe I'm led by You. Sometimes He's leading us, and we're not even aware that it's supernatural. We're not even aware that it's the Lord. We just thought we had a good idea. Some people thought, some people thought I just decided to go to church today. I'm telling you, you didn't. Especially if you're not a Christian. If you're here today and you're not, you're not walking with the Lord regularly, you don't just have those kind of thoughts. You don't. If it just comes from you, it's sleep in. 
watch football, well, you know, do something that you like. Or what? That's the kind of thoughts that originate with us. It's not go to church, maybe give an offering. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I'm telling you the Lord is dropping these things in people's hearts because He's endeavoring to get into your life, to order your steps right, to bring you to the place where He wants you. Where? There. Here. There. Place of your provision. And so the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Look at 23. Psalm 23. Anybody know Psalm 23? Have you ever heard of that one? That's well known. It's more important to know what it's saying than it is to be able to quote it. Psalm 23, verse 1 says, The Lord is my, what? Shepherd. shepherd. What does a shepherd do? Pri- one of his primary functions is to lead. If you go to places in the world today where, where, where there are shepherds, and there are some of those places, and they have a flock of sheep, you will find that the shepherd goes before the sheep. And they will call the sheep. The sheep know the shepherd's voice. They call and the sheep follow. Unlike uh, when I was growing up working with cows. uh, I'm glad the Lord didn't say, you are my cows. (laughs) The cows are dumb as the day is long. (laughs) You ever heard that phrase, a cow at a new gate? Yeah. Yeah. Literally, if a cow comes and there's a new opening or a new gate, they look at it. I mean, you can see, they're just totally confused. What is this? I haven't seen this before. (laughs) Let us never act like cows. (laughs) But cows, they're not led. You you get behind them and you drive them. Yeah, come on, move it. And uh, you move the cows that way. Sheep are led. So the shepherd leads us. Where does he lead us? Look at the next phrase. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So the Lord doesn't lead me into want. The Lord doesn't lead me into I don't have. There's not enough. The Lord's not leading me into a difficult situation of scarcity and lack. He's leading me. When I follow him... I have no wants. Believe that He's your shepherd today. That He's leading you into a place of provision. Someone say, oh, I'm just going through, I'm just going through the wilderness right now. Well, get out. The Lord's not leading you into the wilderness. Sometimes people have this, have a, a theology, and I have trouble with this theology, but they take it from the Old Testament where God led His people out of Egypt to the Promised Land, but they, there was the wilderness there. And so they translate that to say every person has to go through the wilderness. Okay? Well, here's the thing. The wilderness was just there. It was between where they were and where they were going, God was leading them into a promised land, the land that flows with milk and honey, which one of the things, that's prosperity. He was leading them into abundance. If they had followed Him correctly, their wilderness experience would have been very, very short. They say a couple weeks to get all those people across the wilderness. They spent 40 years and killed off a generation there because of their 
uh, you know, because of their rebellion, because of their complaining and the giants were too big and all this stuff. If you've been in the wilderness for longer than two weeks, you don't have any scriptural basis. Are you listening? But even even so, uh, I was born again. And so I kind of leaped the wilderness because I'm in Christ. And in Him, it is in the promised land. The moment I gave my life to Jesus, here I am in a place of His provision, in a place of His abundance, a place of His uh, fullness. And so I'm not looking for, uh, if things are going wrong, well, the Lord's just putting me through this right now. The Lord's not putting me through that right now. He's, if I'm there, He's leading me out. If you find yourself in a place that looks scarce and it looks dry, know that the Lord is on high, that the Lord is there to lead you and direct you out of that place into a place of His provision. Amen? Verse 2, he, leads, he makes me to lie down in green pastures, not a dry desert. He leads me beside the still water, not a dried up creek. He, he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. He's always going to lead you in a good place. Amen. Without going there, Psalm 66 talks about how uh, they had, uh, had gone through fire. They had gone through water. But it says, he brought them out into their wealthy place. They had had some trials and some stuff, but the Lord brought them into a wealthy place. Does the Lord have a wealthy place for you? He absolutely does. He has a wealthy place for every single one of us. I'm just looking for his leading. Amen. Because he's going to tell me to go there. And if I'll go there, I'm going to run right into it. Again, some say, I've missed there. I know the Lord led me there, but I went here. You know what I'm saying? I went to a different there. I went to a different place. And I I missed what the Lord had for me. He's merciful. He's gracious. And He'll lead you back there. And if there is too too late to go there, it's been too long, there's not there anymore, there'll be a new there. He's able to do it. And He's able to fix it for you and bring all things together. Thank you, Lord. So stir your faith today in the Lord's leading. I want to encourage you. Stir your faith believing that He's guiding you every step of the way. Your steps are ordered by the Lord, and and He's taking you into a place that is specific for you, that uh, uh, is a place of full, full enrichment and provision for your life. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you today for your, your Spirit moving in us, working in us, showing us, leading us, directing us in the way we should go. Thank you that there's no one who's here who's out of the picture, out of, the, out of a place where you can reach them and provide for them and do tremendous things in their life. Thank you for your goodness now, your faithfulness to every life, every person. Father, for those who've come and have never...